This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, once again, it's Thursday, and we are at your guide to book publishing. There is so much going on in this book publishing world, and there, everyone's talking about there's a big buzz going on with Guy Kawasaki and his ape book, and we will have him at some point as a featured guest on our radio show because he really is a very visionary. He was a key figure in Google a zillion years ago, and it, it, it's the publishing world is just not what it used to be. And that's the great news. And I was just sharing with someone um, about my experiences in publishing, which I started with traditional publishing with New York. St. Martin's Press was my publisher. I was treated royally. I mean, from the limo to the, you know, Four Seasons and Lunch to the Waldorf Astoria to Good Morning America, everything that the author dreams about. It just taint that way today and what authors have to learn very quickly from the get-go is if it's gonna be it's up to me it's not if it's gonna be it's up to me and my, my publisher so what you've got to do is really learn all these ins and outs and I've got one of my very favorite people with me this hour and and also during our sponsor break will be Phil Knight with Color House Graphics. And Phil is really um, so sage in his wisdom on what's going on in the printing world. Amy Collins is as sage as she can be with what she knows about distribution, with what she knows about um, just marketing strategies, what she knows about working with big boxes, and what she knows about how to get on the inside or, or Barnes & Noble's attention, which is probably who you should be going after now if your game plan is to get in a bookstore. So we're, we're going to be doing all that and more. Amy resides or comes from, hails from the East Coast. She's with the CEO and visionary of New Shelves Distribution, Book Distribution, and we're going to get into really Look at some of the things about print-on-demand today. We're going to talk about old-school distribution, um, which is which, when do you do when, what, and where do you do it. So that's a little bit of it. But but with, with that, let's go ahead and bring Amy on and just get into what's happening um, since we were we talked a month ago on your guide to book publishing. Hi, Amy. Hi, Judith. How are you? I'm great. Great today. It's it's not freezing in Denver, which is where I hail from, where we had minus temps last weekend. Oh, well, it's it's much warmer here, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> in New York. There you go. All right. So what's happening? What's happened? Anything new in the last month in the book world? Well, there was a pretty damaging and interesting news article that got sent out by a blogger uh, who just goes by blo uh, book launch and he what he did was he wrote uh, a pretty scathing and 
and what we now know to be probably true uh, reaction to his his calling all the Barnes and Nobles in our, in in the United States and finding out that almost twenty over twenty five of them had closed in the last six weeks or so of the year of two thousand twelve and was talking about the 9% drop in the print sales and how their dot-com was going off the rails. And I, I have to say that that article sparked a great deal of attention out here for those of us who are still trying to work in the book world. The idea that Barnes, he, he went forth to say he believes that Barnes & Noble might actually, uh, may not even be around five years from now. And, you know, people have said that before, but he had some pretty interesting facts behind it. It was a pretty powerful article. They had a lot of people talking this week. Well, that's interesting because here's here's, here's now um, on the, the other side, the rest of the story kind of thing. There was a, also a, a blog I had picked up that was very interesting saying, and it was an investor's uh, an investor's side that if he was going to be a betting animal because of the buku money that Microsoft has in Barnes and Noble in the area that they would be one of the uh, stocks to really look at closely and invest in. So there you go. Well, so that's I mean that's got a lot of people talking. Well, I, as it should be. So now I'm I, I missed that blog. And I need to get up on it. But here's here's what's important for our listeners to understand is that you have to pay attention. That I used to say when I was um, a financial planner many, 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 many years ago, and that's when my very first book came out, which was called The Woman's Guide to Financial Savvy, is that most people – um, you know, really look at they they buy investments and they put it in the drawer. They're you know the state of the art, the top of the top, the cream of the cream, and all that that blue those blue chips turn to red chips, and that's the same thing in the publishing thing and and with our authoring and our books that we think that once we've got it, you know the world comes to us or we don't really have to do anything else and we don't have to really pay attention, and if it's true if there's any inkling that BNN is going to start to really dwindle. That number one, it'll tell me something else is going to pop up and you know move forward. But the other side of it is, if your game plan is really to deep dive into Barnes and and, and Noble directly, or or any of the uh, books a million, or any of the bookstores out here, is that um, how do you sh- how should you do it, and what kind of of little stopwatches that you should have out there for warning signs? I know that we felt very lucky when Borders went belly up. That we actually, as uh, um, having our own publishing house, Mile High Press, is that we really reached out and pulled in all our stock from Borders and didn't get caught. Nice. So, um, I mean, and and here's the good news. With the Internet and everything else going on, there is absolutely zero excuse for for authors and for anybody to get caught with their pants down so big. Because when rumors are out there, the news are out there, and you can start tracking and say, does it make sense? So if this blogger is correct that he found a huge percentage of BNN stores – no longer being be in stores, and I actually haven't seen anything else talking about closings of Barnes and Nobles. Have you? No, no, just that it, because they haven't been. They usually in the past when they would close a store, there'd be a press release, there'd be something in Publishers Weekly, Daily, or in Shelf Awareness that they were closing this store but opening that uh, that store, and these stores just seem to be quietly closing. How in, that's very interesting. Well, it's, well I and like, whether or not uh, you know, I, I 
he has not been vetted, and that's one of the things on the Internet that people are saying, is, you know, they want him to show his data. But it is, Barnes & Noble is struggling. And if the predictions are true, that they're going to be drifting out of, of the power position they're in now, what I guess I wanted to say is I'm amazed at how many people reacted to the news by saying, well, then we need to go back to bookstores and independence, which I love independence. I got my we start in independence. I, I absolutely yeah. love them, but, but that is still old school thinking. There is a whole new world out there with ebooks and with what's going on with smartphones and and print on demand and and everything that's happening on amazon.com and not only amazon but more and more people are shopping for books in non-book venues for the first time ever Walmart is reporting their sales to Nielsen BookScan this is huge mm-hmm. and, and the Nielsen BookScan numbers are exploding because Walmart sells far more books than most other retailers including a lot of booksellers Right. And, you know, I think, Amy, with you bringing up BookScan and for our listeners, BookScan is kind of like the monitor that people say, well, how many books have you really sold? They will go into BookScan. And unfortunately, in the old days, all it did was show bookstores and it didn't show some of the other alternatives out there. For example, Walmart's, Walmart's a major player. Target is another player. Of books, um, and and their their Costco is a huge player of of certain books. Unfortunately, they're just really the key players and bestseller, so to speak. But Costco's in play, and that book scan really hasn't shown all those. And now I think you're going to get some very different numbers showing. And I know for my own book sales, so the ninety five percent of my own personal book sales have never gone through a bookstore. So technically, I would show that gee, you've only sold a few thousand books when in reality I've sold over a million books. So mm-hmm. there's got to be another resource to show what what is it? Where is it? Well, and perhaps those and the personal tracking that you're talking about and for all the speakers and the professionals out there who sell at the back of the room at, at conventions and yes, though that there should be a way to track those. But again, that's where marketing comes in. I have seen numerous articles about Tim Ferriss's book, uh, The Four-Day Workweek. He sold easily twice as many, if not more, of that book himself than, than is reported on BookScan because he's got such an aggressive speaking schedule. And he makes sure that that information gets out there through mm-hmm. marketing materials. Mm-hmm. And and that's where it's going. For example, you know I have a new book coming out, um, in uh, technically officially in March, but I am selling it now. And I was just in Ohio to a group, and it was a small group. And I took uh, I, there was fifty eight people, and I took a total of forty books plus another fifteen um, CDs that we've made to accompany it. And I came back with four CDs and no books. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the bookstore buyers out there. Price. Yeah. Yeah. And the bookstore buyers out there will look at your book. For those of you who have not seen it yet, it is four color. It is gorgeous. It is, it is a, uh, literally a step by step walkthrough of the entire process. You go from being, uh, someone who has a book, maybe a book idea or, or, or a manuscript. And by the time you're done with this book, you are a publisher. It takes you from author through the steps to a, to a truly educated publisher. And, I mean, it's one of those things that would cost, 
a great deal of money in any other world. But we don't want uh, the chain bookstores to tell us that it's not a good fit for their stores because they're not they're not usually in color. Well, the color really helps. I mean, you you use That's different huge. tools. Yeah. It, it has to be there. So a lot yeah. of the rules of what fits and what doesn't fit into a bookstore, they're actually detrimental to right. let's. There's a there's publishers out there that need this book, and they're going to wander into a Barnes and Noble and they're not going to find it. Never, if they be- won't find it. But let, Amy, let's come back on that. Here's we're going to end this part with rules are made to be broken in publishing today. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. <laughs> This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces e-books and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards including 
Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, Multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as we segued in, because Emmy and I were really on a roll here, we were talking about rule breaking, and I know that with this creation of this new book, which is going to, it, which is called Author You, as big Y O U, creating and building your author and book platforms, I really did break a lot of rules, including the four color throughout. It's in landscape. It's ten by seven. It's got. I expect you to write in it. I don't care if you're. This is your first book, or it's a multiple book out. What I do is take you through the game uh, game plan of storyboarding and game boarding and how do you really figure out who you're really writing for because that all of you need to understand if you aren't really specific and know exactly who you are writing for who are you publishing for you're going to be dead in the water really quick so it's and and then the second part is you really understand need to understand what is it you're bringing to the party for that specific group and it i don't care if it's fiction or nonfiction. that those those that's kind of to me right now in a cement area what we're talking about is how the rules of changing so much. And I know Amy Collins, who is our guest and the CEO and the visionary of uh, New Shelves Book Distribution, does so much more. And a lot of people think it's distribution. Oh, you're going to get it to the bookstores. Well, she does it very differently. And she broke the rules in the process. So, Amy, let's get into some of that. Judith, thanks so much. Yeah, we've been talking for a while, as of I think a lot of people out there are, about the new rules of publishing, the new rules of publishing. And one of the things that just seems very, very um, true for a lot of people is that when one of these new rules or a new paradigm shows up, everybody quickly scrambles to figure out how they're going to deal with it. And one of the things that I have found personally that gets in my way as I'm doing my own scrambling is I have all this experience behind me that tells me that bookstores are where people want to shop for books, that everybody loves paper, that e-books are really going to be struggling to truly make it on their, on their own two feet because of the, the vast majority of people that prefer paper books and, and, and how people browsing in bookstores is pretty, is the apex of the experience and that people don't really know how to browse online. They can't have the same experience. All of these things I know to be true are completely wrong. They're just wrong. And I have found, and I was saying to you, Judith, that so much that I know gets in my way. 
What I think I know blocks me from what's really happening in our industry. The fact is, is I am 45 years old, and I... All my books are read on an ebook, and I am learning how to browse online. I am learning how to shop differently. And young men and women who are 10, 15, 20 years younger than me, they do not want to go into a bookstore. They really don't. The vast majority, there's just as many readers, if not more so, now than there ever were. But these people have grown up learning how to shop online. They've learned how to browse. They, they learn about books in a different way than I did 20 years ago. And what I know about bookstores and their value is true, but if it's going to translate to the future, I have to pay attention to what's really happening, not what I want to have happening. And that means that it's not so much even breaking the rules, it's paying attention to what the new rules are. And true, the rules are presenting themselves to me, and the new world of publishing shows itself to me every day. My job is to believe it's really happening. I, and to not deny it. My job is to open my eyes and listen to what the industry is telling me. And, and I think all of us, you know, to greater or lesser extent, we struggle with that. And that's why we're here talking today about what some of these new rules are that I had such a hard time, and I think a lot of us do, mm-hmm. coming to believe. Well, one of the, um, the hot books I think is really going to be hot and ellipse a lot of stuff is Guy Kawasaki's Ape. And I don't know if you've had your got your hands on it yet, but Not it yet. really does. Uh, it parallels exactly what you're saying, and it, it it's, it's well written. Um, he's a very smart, savvy guy, and knows marketing inside and out, and you know from his old Google days. Mm-hmm. But it is um, it, it's worthwhile uh, to 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 get a hold of, and it, it's available in e, and it's available in you can PDF download it, or you can get it, it you know in the in your hands, I will. I will confess to all. I am a a, a touchy feely, smelly. I mean, I love uh, if I, if there's a book I want to keep, I buy the book. I, I buy the book and I keep it, and it goes into my personal library that I can use. But if I'm really glancing and looking something very quickly, I'll go into and look at electronic, so it doesn't take up space um, for me. I mean, that's how I operate. But if I really want something that that I can come back to over and over and again, and I look at. Um, I, I still am a paper girl, which is great. Which is and and there are all the books still come out in paper, but the which the, which is the option next is generations not, coming up behind us. Exactly, but but the new rule, and I tell this to authors all the time, and he is, you need to stop being so myopic and how you're going to go that you have to look at creating your book as if you would go into any restaurant. Who wants to get a menu with one freaking thing on it? You want choices, and you could have a table of eight, and everyone wants their dish differently presented and made up with a different thing, and that's the way the book world has become, which is actually very cool. There is a library in Texas, Central Texas, that is opening next week that has no paper books in it. It's an entire library, an entire building, beautiful facility. It's one of the newest libraries in the system. There's not a single paper book in it. It is ebook and electronic format only. And it makes total this, sense. This is a library, and my Facebook communications and Twitter communications back and forth with people was that they prefer books. And that, I I will once again say, e-books are books. 
the, the, the gorgeousness of the language, the beautiful writing, the, the informative, prescriptive, how-to nature of books are the words. It's not what the words are delivered on. Well, exactly, but they're looking. They're talking about how they want it presented. So they have book options. They just have to figure out what the you know where the option is for them. And if they don't offer the option, you know what? Contact the author. But also that comes into the things that you get into also, which is that if you're going to do an ebook, for heaven's sakes, have a counterpart print on demand that if people want to print, they can get it. Well, and let's talk about print on demand. The rules are, and what everyone in my industry knows, is that bookstores will not take a print-on-demand book. We all know this rule. This rule is not true. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not true at all. Everyone hears, oh, I want to be in bookstores, which means I can't be print-on-demand. You know what gets into bookstores? Really good books. And what they're printed on no longer matters. Yes, there are buyers that have a hair across their nose about print-on-demand, No, it doesn't matter, because a good enough book with some sales history behind it is going to make its way into the bookstore. It is no longer the kiss of death. And in most cases, most cases for a micro-publisher, it is not all, but in most, Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. absolutely the way to go. Okay. Well, I will add this on, that um, I, in in my home space of uh, Denver, we have one of the best independent bookstores in the country, which is the Tattered Cover. And they, there are a few of the print-on-demand operators that they will not bring in their books because they fall apart. So, ah. it, it, you know, so it's important to know if you, if you, uh, you know, if you're a local wherever your locality is, and you do want to drive people or let people know about t- to your local store, because I think it's a good idea in author relationships to really say to a. Um, uh, uh, any to, to have a relationship with a bookstore that if people you can say you can you can drive them to there you can say you know my books will be available here so you want to go to them and say I am going to be doing a print on demand are there any of the companies who create print on demand books who um, don't work well with you and 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 just ask up front I will tell you also the Denver uh, tattered cover has created the their the tattered cover press which is their own print on demand operation. Mm-hmm. Well, and and the rules for the rules for publishing have not changed. No matter how you decide to dis, uh, distribute the book, it has to be good quality. the The printing and the binding has to be strong and high quality. It's it's not enough to so many authors. Uh, they make the shift to publisher and they do that well, but they're only thinking about their own bottom line have to think about what's best for the consumer, for the, for the reader, the, the person whose book will be sitting on their, on their end table. Mm-hmm. All right. And so we're gonna, with that said, I can't believe we're at the bottom of the hour already, Amy, but we're going we're gonna to come back here um, in, after this next break in about 15 seconds. So let's, one more little bit that we can get out for, in 15 seconds to tell our listeners, and then we'll take our break. You got one? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and move into it. Here's our tunes. All right. I'm Judith Bryles. I'm with the amazing Amy Collins, a wealth of information about strategies and variables and different options in publishing. We'll be right back. It's your guide to book publishing. (laughs) 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
right. As we usually do on your guide to book publishing, I always like to be one, bring on one of our sponsors. And today we have Colorhouse Graphics, although they are really using just CHG right now. So let me get that out. And Phil can tell us whether or not they've changed their um, uh, the website to match that. But Colorhouse Color CHG does a great job on print. I've used them personally for some of my books. Um, that I've authored, but also we refer a lot of business to them. So, Phil, what sage, savvy advice are you going to share today? Well, Judith, Happy New Year, and thanks for having me back. Uh, You're welcome. I, I'd like to provide the listeners with a couple of suggestions on cover design uh, file preparation and just a couple of tips that I think will, will help the whole process along. You know, we see a lot of great cover designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them coming from professional designers from all over the country, but we also find some folks who like to do their own and uh, may not have quite as much experience but have an idea and need to express it. So just a few things that uh, that I see that I'd like to share as suggestions. One right. would be that we always need a file that's that's one document, not three, not a separate file for a front cover and a back cover, and yet a third for a spine. It has to be one combined file. A, a design cons, uh, consideration is also the types of coatings that are going to be applied to the cover. If it's a matte or gloss finish, it can have an effect on the color, uh, the, the hues or the density of the colors that are used in the design. So along that line, I would suggest that you work with your printer and, you know, when the proof is ready and you need to see a hard copy proof, then by all means have it laminated so you can see what the outcome is. Also, we occasionally see designs that include borders. And borders are okay. They just make it a little bit difficult to maintain a consistent edge along the, the perimeter of the book because uh, the trim can vary just a little bit in the manufacturing process. So I'd like to suggest that you do it, review the design with your printer, make sure they're confident that they can hold that border consistently, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and you know get some advice early on. The other thing, of course, is to, to ask for a layout template, which gives you spine dimensions and uh, image bleed allowances, which I I won't go into all that detail right now, but it, it gives the the designer a chance to see how everything is laid out and gives them specific direction on dimensions and and allowances and so on so that when we get a file ready to print, we don't uh, have to come back and, and ask for changes and delay the project. Well, so all that, good advice. It, I have one other question. Uh, I have a question on the laminated. If you get a proof of the, the laminated so they can see the true colors, is there? I'm assuming there's probably an extra charge for that? Well, actually, Judith, you know, every printer may have a different approach to that. It's normally uh, included with the cost of the proof. All right, so um, you need to ask it, for it. <laughs> I would very much ask for it or suggest it, particularly if you're not sure uh, what the outcome is, you, you know, you're looking at your monitor and you're seeing a particular hue or color scheme and you don't know what that printer may do with that file 
and you don't know what it may look like on the paper that they choose. So I think it's good to get as close as you can to a final product before we, we actually go to press. All right, all good information. And for those of you who are going to, you have May uh, 2nd through 4th on your calendar, you'll have the opportunity. Phil will be there with, as well as Amy Collins, will be there exhibiting. And Amy is actually doing a workshop for us. But Phil will be there and he can actually talk to you one-on-one about what works best for your books. What I love about having the printers there is that they can say, have you thought about doing this to your cover? You know, you've got this kind of deal and and, you know, you could enhance it this way or that. And I always think that's great information because printers have been out here for a long time. Phil's been in the business for decades, and he really knows what will make a cover sing and soar, which is the thing that says, pick me up, people, buy me. So thank you, Phil. My pleasure, Judith. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Amy, back to that, and back back to we've, we've been breaking rules. We were talking about print on demand um, and the variations there. So, if you let me ask you this, because you you are savvy in the print on demand world, what are the kind of things should a author who is considering using print on demand be looking at at a printer? Well, um, in looking at in a print on demand printer. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, uh, they should be able to receive a proof without paying enormous egregious prices. Um, the most I would ever consider appropriate for a proof, including shipping, would be in the 20 to $30 range. Uh, Lightning Source, uh, you can get your proof for less than that. Uh, create Space, less than that. Uh, there's a number of digital printers, such as 360 and Amos and several others, where the proof phase... Um, is very reasonable. There are a lot of digital and print-on-demand printers. Please remember, everyone, print-on-demand is not a printing model. It is a business model that uses digital printing. There's a lot of digital printers out there that uh, everyone should make money, uh, and no one should do their stuff for free. I get that. I'm not asking anyone to work for free. But one of the first things that you should look at is, are you being charged outrageous prices for your proof? Are they trying to convince you to only look at the online or PDF proof instead of holding a copy in your hand? And my answer is you always want to hold a hard copy in your hand before you approve it. You need to see, you really do see it. You have to see it. And hold it and flip it over. And in my experience, over 80% of the time there's a small issue that can easily be fixed, but you have to hold on to it to see that. You cannot see it in a PDF. Yeah, I, and th- that's a huge mistake. So don't take anything in PDF format. It's right in the hand, physical material stuff. All right, tell, would you tell the difference, Amy, between digital printing and offset printing? It's a question that, that always arises. Offset printing, more traditional printing that's been around for many, many years, are, there are these machines. They are enormous. Some of them are the size of buildings, and they sit inside other buildings. And when you want to print 5,000, 10,000, 30,000 copies of a book, you feed in the plates, and, and, and everything's set up now with computers and electronically. Plates is an old-fashioned term, but electronically you feed in the information, and you hit a button, and offset printing is, is prints that are done on these enormous rolls of paper that can be cut down to size. 
And when you hit a button, a few seconds later you hit the button again to turn it off, 5,000 books have been printed, which is why when you're printing a book offset, it, you cannot stop at one. You cannot stop at 50. You can barely stop at 1,000. There's usually quite a few overruns because by the time the machine gets going, you've already printed 1,000, and then you have to turn it off. So offset printing is, are these enormous machines that do a gorgeous job at transferring ink to paper. And there's lots of different options because you can buy these, these wonderful rolls of paper much less expensively, all sorts of different hues and colors and weights and thicknesses and feels. Digital so, printing. I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, so with offset printing, it's, it's kind of like when you look at overruns or underruns, which is going to be the term used. Overruns, underruns is that it's when the break gets put on. So wherever it stops, you may have 50 over or you could be short 50. No surprise. Well, we, um, we here, when we work with our clients, we don't, we don't pay for any more than 5% over or under. We, uh, we understand that they happen, and we're terribly sorry, but we only want up to 5% over. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Now, with digital okay. printing, it's not huge rolls of paper. The digital printer machines are the size of hmm, really large vans. I mean, they're, they're not the size of buildings. They're the size of small trucks. Some of them are the size of Yugos. I mean, they're just the size of small cars. But a digital printer is a much <laughs> smaller machine. And they do not print on, off of rolls of paper. They print off of sheets. And you can stop the, the printing at one or five or seven and a half. You're, there's a lot more control. These printers, the, the, the computer file sits in there. It's still ink on paper, but it's digital laser printing as opposed to with toner. And, and four color is, is also becoming more and more prevalent, but it's not the same thing as ink, as the traditional ink on paper. It's the toner ink on so, different paper. There's not as many choices for what you can cut the books down to size with, and there's not as many choices in terms of color, feel, or heft of the paper. Okay, so we're going to have to take our final break here in a couple of seconds. So, but, but what I'm really hearing is it's really important to pay attention because since they're using toner and um, toner does run out, you want to make sure that the quality is consistent always, correct? Yes. yes yeah, and, and that, that's critical. All right, we're going to be right back. Amy Collins is our guest. She's the CEO of New Shelves Book Distribution, and she will be one of our featured speakers at the Author You Extravaganza. I'm Judith Bryles. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. 
Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author U and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author U deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based eBooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me this hour is Fast Moving Hours, Amy Collins, the CEO of New Shelves Book Distribution. And one of the things that she is really going to do a deep dive um, workshop on is on book distribution, on wholesaling, on which is which and which is what. And uh, when do you do it? Where do you do it? How do you do it? What's it cost? Should you do it? So, Amy, let's go into some of those key points right now so how do you what is a distributor what's a wholesaler how do you pick one 
Um, and how do you divorce one? I get. I think that's always an important question. What if it's not working? And and <laughs> well, how Judith, do you, you and tell? I, <laughs> yeah. Well, Judith, you and I have been on some very interesting LinkedIn discussions this week, where people are trying to to figure out distribution. And so you and I thought it would be a good idea to take a few minutes and walk through the definitions of the different sorts of distributors and people who call themselves distributors. Yes. Yeah, because some are not. No, no, they're not. Ingram Distribution is is a book distribution, is a, is a book wholesaler, but they also have a distribution arm. So let's talk about the definitions. A wholesaler, a company whose job it is to buy books on behalf of bookstores and other book retailers, a wholesaler is a is a company, a warehouse, a very passive company, and they are a publisher's customer. A publisher sells their books to a wholesaler and gets money for them within 90 to 120 days, if you're very lucky. <laughs> a wholesaler is, does not work for the publisher, is not beholden to the publisher for anything other than to pay for the books that they have bought. They are a customer, just like Barnes & Noble or your local bookstore is. They, they buy books from a publisher. A distributor is a service provider. They also have warehouses. They also ship to bookstores, but they are not a publisher's customer. The publisher is their customer. A publisher will hire a distributor and will make use of their warehouse and their services and their customer service team. They will hire a distributor to work for them. They are not selling their books to the distributor. The distributor is not giving those books away. They are working for the publisher. And finally, when we have, we talk about fulfillment houses, there are some wonderful companies out there. Pathway Books in New Hampshire is one of my favorites, that they're neither. They do not do sales and marketing as much as a distributor will do because a distribution company, when hired by a publisher, will sell the books into Barnes & Noble, will make sure that the top independents and the gift stores know about the books, will present the merits of the books to the industry. A fulfillment house is very similar to a distributor in that they have a warehouse. They will do all of the customer service and the order fulfillment and the billing and the collections, but they don't do the sales. They let the publisher handle their own sales and marketing, and in doing so, save them a great deal of money. Finally, there's, a, there's a, 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 a mixture of many of these. My company is one of them, but what, what we have here at New Shelves, there's also print-on-demand distribution. Print-on-demand is very complicated. There are files, there are, there are um, templates, there are design issues. There's lots that have to happen to get the book properly formatted for print-on-demand. And then after it's, it's set into all the systems, it sits there and waits for orders. There is no sales. There's no marketing efforts. Print-on-demand simply makes the book available to Amazon customers and available to Barnes & Noble if they'd like them. So print-on-demand distribution includes that very key sales and marketing component that is needed. Yes, the books are still being printed. Yes, the books are still being available. They're just not sitting in a warehouse. And yet there are still sales reps going out and selling the book to libraries. We have several print-on-demand books right now that are in, without exaggeration, that are in hundreds of libraries all over the United States. The libraries have no way, they don't know that it's print-on-demand. All they know is that the book's available at Baker and Taylor and Ingram, 
and I told him it was a good book. So there's lots of different options out there that weren't around even 10 years ago. Awesome. And I, I, I was going to say, authors, if you're paying attention to what Amy just said, is that she reaches out to libraries under her function, and she lets them know, encourages them, gooses them, whatever you want to say, that to bring in the book, which means they buy the book. Libraries buy books because it's a good book. So Amy's a good contact. Oh, well, thank you. There you go. Uh, That's my two bits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been very... It's been very hectic in these last few years, keeping up with all the different ways to supply books to the readers. Ebooks are definitely out there. We do some ebook distribution, although it's very simple to do your own, extremely simple. We only offer ebook distribution to those who are so phobic about computers or who are so busy they just can't handle it. And, and they are. They're, I mean, well, it, it's it is confusing. It's a little confusing, and they also don't understand. Um, and and you and I have exchanged war stories. That's for sure. But <laughs> they, they they don't understand that. What do you mean you don't get paid right away? Um, what do you mean they can return everything? What do you mean they're holding back? What's this thing called damage? What do you mean that there's a restocking fee? What What do you mean there's ship more shipping? What do you mean they get another percentage? I mean, that's those are the questions I deal with. Yes. And the answer is, yeah, it costs money to run a business. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. And and we are publishers, and and all publishers spend an enormous amount of money to get the books out. That if If you are a publisher, then you have the same budgetary responsibilities that any other publisher has, and that's to market your book mm-hmm. and to warehouse your book and to have it distributed properly. Well, what if an author says, Amy, uh, this is just too much, so how do I do this myself? What, do, what, do, what can I do? What, what would you say to them? If they're determined to do it themselves, if they have the energy and the business savvy and they're, they're computer friendly, I would recommend that they start by putting together a very aggressive marketing campaign, putting the plan together, and sending a copy of their book with a cover letter and that marketing campaign to Baker and Taylor. There's a small press department there. It's down to one buyer who's wonderful. But if you send your book, and you can find it right on btol.com, you can find the information as to how to submit to Baker and Taylor. But see if they will carry your book, if they will sign you up as a publisher. If they don't, and even if they do, but while that's happening, you might want to consider joining IBPA and also submitting your book through their program to have your book listed, at least for back order, through Ingram. Mm-hmm. And, and there's you nothing wrong with doing that. Your, yeah. I'm sorry? There's nothing wrong with doing that either. I mean, that's, that's... No, if you want to do it yourself then, then, and handle the work. I've said for years, talent, time, money. Pick any two. If you mm-hmm. have the talent and the time, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. If you have the talent and the money you'll probably be successful. But if you only choose one out of the three, if you have the talent and you're not willing to invest time or money, it's not going to work. And if you have tons of money but no talent, it's not going to work either. So choose any two and you'll probably go far. Once you've set up the books at Ingram through IBPA, uh, um, Independent Book Publishers Association, and you've applied to Baker and Taylor on your own, and once you're in there, then you start selling your book. I, there's a, a wonderful author, Brett Axel, who I just met, who has this gorgeous book uh, called Goblin Stone. And he has sold thousands of copies of these books himself, 
but he does it's a full-time job. He does all the work. And if you have that sort of time, then by mm-hmm. all means, you and if you and if you're willing to learn, it's very rewarding and it's a great way to keep a lot of your your profit. If you do not have the time, I'm afraid you're going to have to give something back to the to the people who can invest the time to do it. And and that that is what you weigh. And the the other thing is that if you are making more money because you are moving a lot more books, guess what? You can hire someone to do some of that work. So absolutely. So that 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 is all doable. So there's a variety of things that you can really do. All right, we have just a little bit less than two minutes, Amy. What what words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners with? And we could we could stay within distribution, or we could hop into another arena of your expertise. It's your choice. Well, no, I I would suggest for distribution that there's a okay. way to. There are questions you need to ask yourself when you're deciding how to proceed, whether or not to go print-on-demand or through traditional distribution. And all of those questions, um, n- almost n- none of them revolve around money. You, we, we do not start as publishers with the, with the questions about cash. We start with the questions about goals. Do I, want my book sto- do I want my book in a bookstore? If the answer is yes, my next question is why. Do you want it in the bookstore because it feels good, because you think that's where people will find your book? Because I will tell you that the data suggests that fewer than 5% of Americans have even been in a bookstore in the last year. Why do you want your book in a bookstore? If you want it in a bookstore because, you, because that demographic is constantly browsing and you, you want to expand your business and the awareness with the browsability, do you have the budget to get enough books into the bookstore so it'll catch their eye. And then That's what I want to important. say, Amy, because we have to close here, so thank you so much, but you have to add this. You have to, if you're bookstores, you must, dear author, drive your followers and buyers to bookstores because they've got them off their shelf. That's way they reorder them from you and you look like a hero. I'm Judith Bryles, and you're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.